With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, this is Alan. It's been quite a day. Um, (laughs) I'm here with Sid, who in between major disasters or or possible disasters at work managed to see almost all of our of our victory um so what uh, i don't know where you where you start or where you end with this other than say i mean to me this is just i mean this is why you love football you know things like this can happen and and it's not that it was undeserved um we played Toe to toe with Man United, I think we probably by the end of the of the extra time they were the ones, you know, trying to waste time, not us. Um, but where do you start? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a what a what a day! I mean, you know, they've been reading some sort of third party feedback on on things, and you know, they said. That match, you know, maybe a little bit of a snooze fest. And, you know, hard, hard for me to say that, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, I think have, having your team in in a major final, I would I would find it hard to ever say that that was a snooze fest. Um, but I, you know, I suppose if we're evaluating it on things like goals, you know, goal scoring chances, shots on target, you know, that's yeah. right. That there there was. There were all of two saves in the match. I suppose Ruley made made one, and then uh, the the second one ended the match. Um, right. But again, I you know I and and if you you know looked at this with a little bit more the way objective of. I think we. I think we. But in talking about the lineup, and there was a very prescient post on the site about should we go with Alcacer or Baca? Mm-hmm. I think we can say going with Baca was the right call. Also, because I think Alcacer really didn't offer much. But right. sort of, if we knew you were going to end up playing without a center forward with pace, at least you played someone here who held up the ball and, um, yeah. you know, brought other players into the attack. Right, um, right. And, you know, see, you know, given a, given a chance, I would have, I would have felt like he might've taken it and didn't one didn't fall for him. Yeah. Um, I think, I think someone mentioned on the, on the site as a postscript that um, the, the big, it was interesting because we actually won without, um, Two of our key offensive players, um, Parejo and and Gerard, and I would add a third, Trigueros, really didn't do that much. I mean, Gerard scored the goal, um, and Parejo had the free kick for the goal. Mm-hmm. But in terms of open play, um, I, I didn't think as though there was uh, there was much that we that we 
created a lot of the time. Um, and I think that was really largely because we were having difficulties winning the one-on-ones in, um, in midfield. Um, I know we talked about Man United not being as physical a team as, as some other EPL sides, but I, I did feel like on the physical challenges in midfield, we did less well than I had thought we might. And, I, and you know, normally so much of our attacking involves through balls to, you know, from Trigueros and Parejo, and we didn't have any of that. I mean, there, that just wasn't wasn't something that we offered. Um, I thought, yeah, and, and I was going to say on that, I think part of it was we were having to play out from so deep mm-hmm. that we weren't able to, you know, even if we had played in a through ball behind, that meant there were still multiple defenders back in the play. So, you yeah. know, well, one, of, one of the things that we've been successful with is the through ball behind creates a 2v2 or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. You know, in this case, if we had been able to pass the first, second wave of pressure, it still would have been 1v2 sort of expecting that. I recall there was one sequence where Jeremy sort of got by a few defenders mm-hmm. and he was still something like one on four. Right, right. So meaning he had no option. If there was an angle to shoot, he would have. But of course, all of the defenders knew that and would have tried to get in for the block. Right. So I think that, you know, part of that was just a consequence of sort of territorially, um, we couldn't play on the break in in the same way that, you know, for example, the goal we scored against Liverpool mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. at... at at El Madrigal in the Europa League semifinals was because we were at least far enough up the pitch that playing in the ball behind actually created a goal scoring chance. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think we, we've had very little of that and it seemed as though the, um, in extra time we did, we had, had a little more opportunity there. I think that, the, I think the change with um, Emery bringing on Mario and um, and Alberto Moreno toward the end of regulation really seemed to pay off, especially in the first period of extra time, because we we did have we did create some good opportunities, and uh, I think we looked much more dangerous in the in the um, in the extra time than they did. Um, you know, I don't know. I'd have to. I, I don't know what the expected goals were for the whole thing. Um, I know in the first half we were like point six seven to point zero nine, and frankly, I would. I don't. They just. They had a lot of possession around the, around the box. They had us backed up a lot, but we kept our shape pretty well and we kept our heads pretty well. And I just don't remember. I mean, I remember a couple of what I wouldn't even say were great chances that were just, you know, that were put wide, but they were not any better chances than than we had um, that we put wide too. I mean, they weren't they weren't really great goal scoring opportunities. It was more someone around the edge of the box trying to hit a bouncing ball kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, and, and I and I think we knew that their attack went through Bruno Fernandez. Yes, and we neutralized it. I think for the most part, and, yes. Yeah, and and I you know, I think that's been that's been a 
consistent for the people who will call him Penandez or otherwise. Um, but, you know, certainly when he is on his game, Man United have looked like name beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But with him somewhat disconnected, I mean, the attacking threat was, you know, there was some of McTominay coming in through the midfield and things. But, I mean, it was really just Cavani. And yeah, yeah. could Cavani make a moment of something? And of something. indeed he did. Right. Um, but you know, that was that was really about it. I mean, I think yeah. you you yeah. would have said for them to win that match, Cavani probably need to score twice. Yeah, I thought um I thought McTominay was was probably their best player, and I thought um Greenwood caused us a lot of problems with with pace, um, but yeah, it 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 seemed as though we neutralized some of um, Bruno Fernandez pretty well. In fact, I think the one contribution I remember him making was, I thought the referee had a pretty good match, but there was one absolute dive from Fernandez that got rewarded with a dangerous free kick or something. And that was that was really the main contribution I remember him making. Um, and the same with Paul Pogba. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't watch EPL on a regular basis, but I was, but you know, you look at the valuations of some of these players. You look at what they're what they're paid and what what teams pay to get them, and I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> I mean, I just yeah. wasn't that impressed. I thought I thought they were, I thought. I didn't think it was that we at I didn't even think after they scored to equalize that we were particularly um on the back foot or anything. I think we I think it was unfortunate that there was a few minute stretch that I would say I yeah, think right yeah, after probably they a scored, few minutes, they yeah. had a couple they had a couple of opportunities. But yes, but we yes. weren't rocked back in the way that we were at Anfield. Right, right. Yeah, there was and nothing I, nothing of nothing that nature. No. And again, I mean you say it a hundred times until we're blue in the face, that's the manager. Right. I mean you you know what what you felt in this case that we've never felt before is they were prepared for the next situation. Yeah. They were prepared for extra time. They were prepared for penalties. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in so many ways we've talked about it, that's been the biggest failure of the managers we've had. It's not even the coaching ability of some of them. Mm-hmm. You just felt like, you made us go to plan B or C or something happened in the match and we just came sort of apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we were rocked on the back foot after that goal a few minutes. But I, I think, like you said, really when we look at extra time, I would say we were on the front foot for most mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, same same thing on penalties if you want to call it a momentum thing but you know there was only one penalty of ours that De Gea got close to really I think he may have gotten part of a hand on Moyes that was down the middle but he was moving in one direction he's never gonna make that save Mm -hmm. I think there's one he sort of guessed right and got close to yeah it was early on that was it yeah yeah and and you know uh, there is something, I think, to 
the fact that Ruli had gotten his hand on two or three of them that you did sort of feel like, okay, he's, he's got to get one and actually, you know, keep his hand strong on it and keep it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so it didn't ever feel like, you know, that there was more than a few minutes stretch where we were clearly like, you know, just sort of waiting, waiting for something bad to happen. Um, yes, and, and I and marks I, to the manager on that. Yeah, and I and I thought we were actually a bit unlucky in that um, we brought. I, I I can't remember. Kokolai was waiting to come in. I can't. I'm not sure if he was waiting to come in when they scored. I think he might have been. Um, it felt like. I mean, I was of two minds on that substitution because normally I would have. I I was thinking back to Arsenal and, oh, you know, going too defensive too soon. But I think Emery was realizing that we need, you know, we need somebody um, more defensive over on that right side. And I think, I think what he was, what he planned, you know, was, was a good idea. Um, I just, I think we all knew going into this, I mean, the things that we all said or you and I anyway said was, you know, probably both teams are going to score. Probably Gerard is going to score for us. Um, it's going to come down to, you know, these teams play 10 times. They may win six or seven, but we're only playing one. And the other thing was, I think we all, we both felt that when you look at the teams on the pitch, you can say, here are some, things, places where we're better, here are some places where they are better. But one thing that I think we both thought was that we had the advantage in terms of manager. And that that's really, I think, how it played out. Um, I just, I'm not sure um, I was quite expecting things to turn out the way they did. I actually um, thought that probably the match would end up 2-1 after extra time, and I was hopeful that we would get that second goal. And, of course, there was a possible penalty that we could have been awarded that would have done exactly that if we had converted it. But, um, you know, I thought that we thought that overall we, we played... Um, we certainly played well enough to win. I mean, I'm sure the English press is all you know, basically going to focus on how, you know, their manager lost another final kind of thing. Um, you know, EPL fans don't tend to give other clubs from other countries much, much, um, uh, support in Correct. terms of, but you know, I don't care. We got the trophy. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And, yeah. And, you know, and, and then again, I think, <laughs> Notice, notice some changes in attitude over time. You know, the first time we were in the Champions League final, it was who, uh, who are you? And then, you know, as we've sort of gone on, I think we've gotten respect because people know us. They may have beaten us on those occasions, um, yeah. but we've been there. Right. And again, so much of what we were talking about in the preview is, I think, just the consistency of being there gets you rewarded. I think in the same way, the consistency of our hanging in when, you know, it, it looked a little bit tough and, uh, again, conceding, but, you know, riding the ship relatively soon thereafter. Yeah. We just 
we, we made it tough on them. We were consistent. We knew we were playing a side that was not highly consistent themselves. And, um, you know, and, yeah. and some people have said, okay, some of those penalties were down the middle and things. I thought that was just a brilliant display on I, the penalty taking. I, and again, yeah. very, very clear it was practice. I mean, you know, you don't have a goalie <laughs> who who hits a penalty like that in a in a final without without being able to say that team is well coached. I mean, I would, his may have been yeah. may have been one of the best there was, um, and yeah, just and, and again, you know, also look at some of the guys who ended up being on the field and taking. I mean, Kokalan, who was hurt half the year. Yeah, uh, yep. Danny Raba. I don't think anybody is. <laughs> I, <don't> think <laughs> I know any of us could have imagined he would have been on the field at the end of a European uh, final. Uh, I, I think he could hardly himself imagine that he was on the field at the end of a European final. Um, you know, and then even nice that some of the you know somewhat maligned guys like like Amario. Um, you know, got got their chance. Even you know Alberto Moreno, out out for most yeah. of the season, yeah. took his penalty extremely well. And frankly, I think you know seemed seemed pretty fresh. Um, yeah, obviously yeah. came on late and things. But I think also not having played that much this season, um, his crossing left a little bit to be desired on a couple occasions. But he was he was a spark. Yeah, he, he yeah. was. One of the reasons we were on the front foot an extra time, so yep. you know, really great to to see some of those guys as well, and and many of them noted are from you know somewhat rejects, yep, uh, or or certainly you know Alberto Moreno at Liverpool was not Alberto Moreno at Sevilla, um, right, right, you know, Cocalan at 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 Valencia was you know probably a step up in quality over what he was at Arsenal sometimes. So also nice to see sort of the tag, the band of misfits um, who I think some people in England have seen us as because of people like Rossi and Forlan um, yeah, yeah. To, to continue that. And then, you know, as noted, Kapu in six months goes from the championship uh, to winning the Europa League. And playing in the Champions League, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so quite a, quite a, quite a transformation for a number of folks. Yeah, I just, I, I just think that um, overall, I was, I think we did, you know, we we won it in probably the only way we could. I mean, that's that's all you can say. I think, um, I think, uh, I'm just looking at. Um, some of the who scored ratings, and they and they're a little bit, um, I think, generous to to United, but then that's not surprising. But overall, they've got the matches as very even, and they had us. Um, I think their general flow of the match is about right. They had they had United um, kind of stepping it up in the second half, and I think that's probably true. I think they sort of missed uh, overall. And it's sort of weird, I guess it's probably an artifact of their system, but because all the keepers gave up so many 
goals on the penalties, their ratings are very low in the ending thing, but it's sort of an artifact of their system, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I guess the to me, the it's hard to single out anybody, um, but I guess I think our, our defense was, was very good. I think Albiol and, and Parejo, I think overall, not just in this match, I think that was the other thing that we kind of talked about, and I know you did, that you felt like this dressing room, maybe one of the things in the past is we've had um, sort of quieter professionals and, and people who haven't won it before. And we have guys like Albiol and Parejo who have won trophies before and, and that that was kind of an important thing. And I think we saw that on the pitch today too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think if you see sort of a, a, one of the reactions I was noting at the end of the match was Parejo and seemed, seemed almost overcome with all of it. I, I suppose in the arc of the year, sort of seeing the club of which he was the captain go, you know, continue its somewhat downward spiral. Right. Um, you know, not not just on the pitch and things, but, but off, you know, the yeah. whole situation around it and the instability, you know, now Bordelas, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Interesting. interesting yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Discussion for another day. Um, right. But, you know, for him to go and then, you know, again, and, and we talked about this a little bit when Emery came in, there was this opportunity that all of a sudden, you know, Bruno and Santi were gone. Mm -hmm. And I think you saw, to an extent, the leadership of the team. Right. You know, Mario right. certainly there. Mario and Albiol claiming the, the cup together. And, you know, Albiol had the armband today because Mario didn't start. Mm -hmm. um, but then also uh, Parejo. And, yep. and I think those three guys are really in, in different ways leaders. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it does matter. It does matter, absolutely. And um, yeah. like you said, on a team where you have a lot of guys who haven't done it before um, and, and who haven't been there, I mean, these, so many of them saying this is the most important match of their life, well, certainly is true. But, you know, also, you know, we've, we've seen the sort of Middlesbroughs of the world, you know, play in a Europa League final and just get trounced. Yeah, um, right, right. So those kinds of things can happen. Um, and I think, you know, so, so it's, not, it's not just the manager being able to say, I've been there and done that. It's also, I'll be all saying, you know, I've played in, every important international competition there is and in Serie A and, and, you know, so, so in build, building that the right way was also important. Yeah. And, and, you know, interesting also people, people saying kind of uh, comparing this team to the one, you know, maybe that, that uh, Raquel May's team and otherwise just in terms of sort of some of the class we had there, with the Riquelme and Forlan, mm -hmm. again, probably those two are better individually than anybody we have now. Um, you know, you could make some arguments laterally, but yeah. in terms of star power, I might say that. 
but then probably you go three through ten, the next eight guys might be on this team. Yes, so, I think that's you right. Know, it's it's not just the sort of you know, need the eye popping scorer. Of course, Gerard did that this year, but still will be underappreciated just because of the way he plays. Right. Um, but just you know, a, a lot of solid players. Um, yeah, I and think like so. you said, trying to sort of pick out who the weak link was. I think that's why Foyt was so important. I right. Mean, probably sort of that guy with the least contribution today was Jeremy. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he has been an important player recently. And again, you know, if Samar had been healthy, he wouldn't have played. So, right, right, right. Um, exactly. Everybody, everybody did their job. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, it, it's really tremendous. Um, I'm, I'm just laughing. I'm looking at, at some of the comments on Twitter um, congratulating us. And <laughs> one guy saying, yeah, you know, Emery, I mean, all he does is, uh, you know, win, win, two, win a Champions League berth, beating two Super League invitees en route. Too bad all of his credibility was destroyed when he ruined the best young talent in Spain, Kubo. <laughs> he's, he's saying that very tongue-in-cheek, and I was like, yeah, I think that's right. Um, apparently, um, Zidane has resigned from Madrid. I guess he yep. wanted to one-up yep. our, our uh, victory. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. But I, I should let you go. I know it's, I know it's late, but... Uh, yeah, we're we're just having a having a great time, and um, it's been it's been truly incredible. And uh, I I wish that all of us could have been there in Poland. I think we were all looking at the scenes of the of everything and and uh, thinking that that would be um, a wonderful place to be. But uh, you know, I'm not sure my heart could have stood it. <laughs> Yeah, indeed, indeed. But you know, I think I think the way the club has put it, though, also is this is this is for everybody. Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, this is this is for for our dear friend Robin as well, who's no longer no longer with us, but yeah, was there yeah. in spirit. And you know, this is for the the Brunos and the Santis and the Sanas and the you know, yeah, exactly. and the Paquitos and the. <laughs> The guys going back all the way into Tercera Regional who were who were playing for the club. So this is yeah, you know, it's really yeah. a it's a it's a moment for for all of them. And right. and again, you know, we were we were talking that you know even some of the folks that you might have felt like were somewhat bit players in the squad or just just the sheer sort of joy and and you know again we talk about corporate sports and and the way it was you just sort of and, and you could see it i think at the emirates as well but just looking on the field they were just yeah. <laughs> there was there was unbridled joy um i think that was matched in the stands that was matched at home for us you can only imagine what senor Roig was was doing at home yes uh, unable yes. to make it um and then you know what a what a day ahead with the with the open top bus tomorrow in in Villarreal and then oh yeah yeah you know at some point down the road actually being able to sort of 
get close to people and do something. So, you know, I'd imagine the, the first match at La Ceramica in the new season will also be uh, quite an experience. And, you know, now we're talking about, oh, gosh, we get to, we get to play the winner of Chelsea or Man City to, uh, to add to our trophy collection. So, <laughs> right. Not a, not a not a bad way to talk talk about the season and you know we'll get into this more but you know also talk about a recruiting tool yeah <laughs> talk about you know all of these different things we have champions league football we have a super cup coming we have you know a whole bunch of money we've made from this run so yeah. you know yeah. it certainly opens up a lot of a lot of options on a lot of different fronts so i think we're we're really going to enjoy this summer and the next few months as well um, yep. in basking in all of this. And then, you know, incredibly, despite all of those results that went against us, we are now playing Champions League group stage football um, right. for the first time, right, since the year um, we were relegated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's the only thing that we that we will have to keep our feet on the ground is remembering – how, I mean, it was a little different then because we sort of blew out our budget to finish in the Champions League places in the league, and we had a, a lot of you know injuries and various stuff that we don't need to relive. But you know, it does. You do have to um, keep a calm head about you, and I'm sure Senior Rides is um, going to be. I know he's going to be enjoying this victory and everything, but I'm sure he and his son and and everybody at, at Villarreal are going to sit down very quickly and say, okay, so what does this, you know, how do we plan for the year ahead? What do we, you know, what, how much money are we going to get? How, how do we want to invest that? Um, but, you know, the good, the good news is that we've got some, we've got some players that we were afraid we might lose to, um, to teams that will be playing in the Champions League. And now we can say, well, we're playing there ourselves. So that's, that's mm -hmm. kind of good. Mm -hmm. And um, not not just losing players, but also uh, you know there's a there's a draw for a lot of other players. You know we were talking, right. I think, about somebody like uh, Aisa Mandi from Real Betis, and boy, he'll be in the Europa League. We might be lucky to be in the conference. Well, tables are turned now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So yeah, exactly. No, it's uh, it's certainly it certainly uh, will be interesting, but. Even even leaving aside, if that was Danny Raba's last contribution um, in as a VRL player, he's a legend. Exactly. Um, and same goes for, you know, if Rami Rafunes Mori's last contribution was uh, dancing like a crazy person, he, he's he's a legend. <laughs> he's too, a legend right? too. So, yes. So, yes. So that's yes. one thing that this team has certainly etched themselves in. You yeah. Harrow Ruli gave up ten penalties. He's a legend. <laughs> He's a legend. Yeah, I know. So, I I so, was. Um, you know, we're we're all going to have a shirt with the numbers and names of all right. of these players, that's and right. um, they'll they'll forever be uh, a part of club history. That's is, right. I was I was laughing because incredible. I don't know if you saw um, Sid Lowe's um, had a column where I guess he talked to Alberto Moreno and he was talking about Emery's um, you know his his meticulous planning and. And Moreno said, "Yeah, but said by the time 
the game starts. He says, I'm going to know the name and age of all of Paul Pogba's children, you know, because it's like it's so much detail. And apparently the, one of the first questions that Emery got asked after the match was, you know, what what did you do to, to prepare for this match? And he's like, I analyzed 17 matches of Man United. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It, uh, and again, that was, right, we can go back and look at it and talk about last summer's decision but boy what a yeah. what a move what a move <laughs> what a move what a move well i should i should let you go i know it's getting really late where you are and you're still waiting for possible phone call back for something else so but yeah it's been quite a ride and um you know it it's uh, thank you for as always for for um chatting and doing the podcast and everything it's been great and i think we can all take a deep breath and recover for a little bit and then uh well, doubtless the next couple of days are going to be spent, as you as you said, taken up with all sorts of photos and and things of reports from from Villarreal. So it's it's just really great. So anyway, I guess we should probably end it. But um, thanks again, and uh, in Devon Villarreal.